Well, North Korea has rung in the start of the work week by firing a pair of ballistic missiles off its east coast. It's Pyongyang's second test in three days and follows the launch of an interballistic missile into the Sea of Japan. That prompted swift joint military exercises by the US and South Korea, which has provoked the ire of one powerful figure. Now, the sister of North Korea's leader, Kim Yo-jong, is warning the isolated state could turn the Pacific into its firing range. Bruce Klingner is a former CIA Deputy Division Chief for Korea and Senior Fellow for Northeast Asia at the Heritage Foundation. Welcome to you, Bruce. First of all, what do we know about this latest pair of ballistic missiles? Well, we think it's probably the uh, the very large multiple rocket launcher, uh, KN-25, which has been not only tested and developed, but likely deployed uh, in recent years. And in, in January, Kim Jong-un was at, a, at an event where he sort of took possession of 30 of these, of these weapons. So uh, it's part of the, the trend of the last several years where North Korea has been developing various missiles of all ranges, everything from short to medium to intermediate uh, to intercontinental and then also submarine launch ballistic missiles. And and in January of 2021, Kim also kind of had a, a lengthy to-do list for his scientists. And some of those uh, missiles have been uh, paraded or demonstrated and others are still uh, in, in work. Of course, we have to mention the uh, interballistic missiles that were, well, missile that was shot into the Sea of Japan. Uh, it's believed it landed within Japan's special economic zone. Can you confirm that? And and what message is Pyongyang sending here? Well, it, it was a Hwasong 15, and it went uh, as the other ICBM launches have been uh, both last year and in 2017 to a, a very high lofted trajectory, almost straight up. Uh, but if you do the math that if you launch them on a normal trajectory, they could target anywhere in the continental United States. So certainly holding the U.S. at, at risk of nuclear attack. Um, what, what's interesting is that it was a, a Hwasong 15, which people had almost written off after the, the recent parade this month where they had paraded 11 or 12 of the Hwasong 17, also known as a, the monster ICBM, probably having three or four warheads. Uh, and also revealing a new solid fuel ICBM, which is probably a prototype. Uh, people had thought, well, maybe they're going to retire the the 15 now that they have these other weapons. Well, certainly they're not. So they have uh, at least three, perhaps still four ICBM uh, types. Uh, and we don't know how many of each type that they'll deploy. But the, the danger is that with the, the more missiles and the multiple warheads, uh, they could risk overwhelming the the limited number of ground-based interceptors that the U.S. has to defend the American homeland. In the days that followed, we saw the U.S. and South Korea conduct joint military exercises. Were those uh, drills the reason for this latest launch, or were they scheduled anyway? Well, the the air exercises that both the U.S. and Japan and U.S. and South Korea did were responses to the ICBM launch. And then North Korea fired the two shorter range missiles saying in response to our response. Uh, so we're likely to have, uh, I think, the high pace of activity uh, on both sides that we had in 2022. So North Korea had started the year with a lot of, of missiles. They had resumed intermediate range missiles, including flying over Japan and uh, ICBM launches early in the year. 
And then later in the year when the U.S. and, and South Korea and Japan resume, resumed large-scale military exercises after a four-year hiatus, then North Korea did not only a, a burst of missile launches, but also uh, provocative military actions by their ground force, air force, and naval forces. The sister of North Korea's leader, Kim Yo-jung, is uh, warning that, uh, well, the extra presence of US strategic assets on the Korean peninsula uh, could uh, lead to the Pacific uh, being North Korea's firing range. For a lot of Australians, this is the first time we've heard of the North Korean leader's sister. Uh, tell me about her and, and what and how do you rank that threat? I mean, should we be worried? Well, we should always be worried with, with North Korean military developments, especially their missile and nuclear forces. Um, you know, that said, we don't need to put on the helmets and get under the bed right away because they've, they've long issued a series of very uh, provocative and vitriolic uh, threats and, and propaganda. So uh, there's always sort of that, you know, where do you put your, your stress factor? So um, she has been seemingly the, the designated attack dog for the regime the last several years. Uh, she's the one that comes out and, and with a lot of very insulting and, and colorful language will uh, criticize the U.S. and its allies for, for actions uh, including enforcing U.S. laws or, or sanctions enforcement, uh, or she'll issue threats of you know, things will get even worse if we don't back down. So uh, during the four years that the U.S. and its allies curtailed or canceled military exercises uh, after Trump unilaterally decided to do so in 2018, it didn't lead to a decrease in, in North Korean military development, uh, missile development, uh, or their large-scale military exercises. So uh, after sort of COVID conditions allowed for a resumption of these and with the change of administration in both Washington and Seoul, uh, we could resume these exercises to repair the degradation of our deterrence capabilities. North Korea didn't like that. They preferred us to be acquiescent to, to their threats. Uh, so they're trying to convince us to, to back off um, but Presidents Biden and, and Yun Sokyoro have, have indicated they're not going to do so. If you've just tuned in, Bruce Klingner is here. We're talking about North Korea's latest missile launches on RN Drive. Of course, Kim Jong-un recently vowed to, quote, exponentially increase producing nuclear warheads alongside building a stronger intercontinental missile. What's North Korea hoping to achieve here? We, what what, what, what can it, is it trying to do that it can't already do? Uh, well, that, that's a matter of some debate or discussion amongst Korea watchers. Uh, certainly, they have um, developed a, a very formidable nuclear arsenal. The, we're not sure the exact number, but uh, back in 2017, the U.S. intelligence community assessed they had 30 to 60 nuclear weapons or weapons worth of fissile material with a capacity of building 5 to 12 more per year. Uh, this year, a South Korean military think tank estimated 90 warheads. Uh, and then last year, the, the Rand Corporation did a study, I was part of it, uh, saying that they could have 200 weapons by 2027. So certainly the number keeps going up. They say it's to deter us from attacking them. Uh, of course, we didn't attack them for decades when they didn't have nuclear weapons. So um, that leaves a debate of are they going to try to simply coerce South Korea and Japan, try to divide the allies away from the United States? Uh, would they uh, try to in, invade South Korea to reunify the peninsula? 
to fulfill their their quest as well as the war plan that Kim Jong-un created after he came to power. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a matter of debate. Uh, also, the, uh, another concern is that as everyone adopts the preemptive sort of attack strategy, uh, there's the risk we could stumble into a war with sort of miscalculation or inadvertent cal- uh, escalation. Before you go, Bruce, I do want to ask, it's fast approaching a year since Russia invaded Ukraine. I believe it's the 24th, the anniversary. North Korea has denied arming Russia's mercenary group Wagner, uh, but the White House has pointed to US intelligence photographs of Russian rail cars entering North Korea to pick up infantry rockets and missiles before returning home. Do you think that North Korea is arming Russia? I, I think it's very likely. Um, you know, it, it's easy to do, do dismiss the the U.S. government claim. You know, just one satellite photo. But when I was in the intelligence community, I started as an imagery analyst, and I know that uh, you know we'd have far more information than just one satellite photo. We, we'd have a series of them, and as well as sources from signals intelligence or human intelligence. So, if, if the U.S. government is is saying so unequivocally that North Korea is doing it, they must have pretty strong evidence. Um, it's likely that North Korea is providing artillery shells, which would be compatible with older Soviet slash Russian systems, like 122 millimeter, 152 millimeter, um, that would be from older systems, but still obviously very dangerous to, to Ukraine. So uh, I think it's likely that they're providing artillery, but um, you know we, we'll have to wait and see if there's you know, some unexploded North Korean ordinance is found in Ukraine that, uh, you know, would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that North Korea is behind it. We'll have to leave it there. Bruce Klingner is a former CIA Deputy Division Director for Korea. Appreciate your analysis this afternoon. Well, thank you for having me. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.